Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 336, the second Sunday of Advent, Year C. John the Baptist boldly proclaims that the Messiah's arrival, long foretold and expected for generations, was now imminent. The image of roads being straightened and mountains levelled is a great image about a journey. All humans are on a lifelong journey towards God's house, where we're all invited to be members of God's family. The straight paths, the flattened mountains, the filled-in valleys, make it quite clear that all people are called and invited, people of every race, nation and language. The paths must be straight to allow people to approach and to allow us to approach God. As a wise person once wrote, men and women who are more equal and more respectful of others' dignity are the best way for God's salvation to come. It is time. Time to get ready for the arrival of the Son of Man, the Lamb of God, who will take away the sins of all the world. It's time to prepare the way to level those mountains and straighten the pathways get rid of all barriers to God's grace, which is overflowing. It's time to repent of our sins and be ready to welcome God's chosen one and his kingdom. It's one thing to repent of our sins out of fear, fear of God's punishment or anger, but it's quite another to repent of our sins and wrongdoing because we are truly grieved that we have hurt God's heart, that we've worked against the values of the kingdom that are so life-giving. There's nothing more devastating and more correcting immediately to see a parent disappointed, let down by our actions. That look of disappointment can cut deeper than anything. God's disappointment can spur us on to love more closely according to God's vision than merely doing the right thing out of a sense of duty or fear. We want to repent. We want to be better, more loving, more just, more forgiving more compassionate, kinder, faithful children of God, not because we fear God's anger and punishment, but because we love God and we know that God loves us infinitely. We cannot bear to cause God grief and disappointment when we may not have lived up to the ways that God has lovingly called us to live. The readings give us some food for thought. There are a few really beautiful lines of scripture this weekend, as always. The Lord will grant us peace through integrity and honour through devotion. This is the way of true peace from God, by walking in the ways of righteousness or integrity, doing what is right, come what may. Despite the storms and shocks of life, God's peace is attained from staying united with Christ, walking in his ways of justice and love. God's peace will sustain and guide us always. Our conscientiousness and devotion to the word of God and to prayer and good works will give us fulfilment in a way that nothing else can. And those wonderful words from St. Paul in the second reading, it's one of the most beautiful and touching passages in the scriptures. My prayer for you is that your love for each other may increase more and more and never stop improving your knowledge and deepening your perception so that you can always recognize what is best. May we always do what is best by increasing our knowledge and perception. And that can only come from deepening, day by day, our love. 
That theme of ever-deepening love and practical kindness has been flowing through the scriptures of late, and rightly so. It reminds me of another quote from scripture. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. That's John 13, verse 35. The central trait and quality of a true Christian, a true disciple of Christ and friend of Jesus, is not first and foremost a merely visible keeping of every rule and regulation, not first of all our bold and unbending speaking out against everything that's wrong and bad in the world. Our discipleship is not primarily about eloquence or the length or frequency of our daily prayers. For as St. Paul said elsewhere, if I did all those things but did not do them with love, it would do me no good whatsoever. Being a more loving, compassionate, merciful and reverent person. Being kinder. Deepening our love that derives from God who is love. And having the fruits of that love show in our words, our actions and priorities and choices. That is something. In fact, that is everything. In this coming week, let's ask God to show us the paths that need to be straightened. The barriers that need lowering. For this is the time and season for intense and urgent preparation, for conversion of mind and heart, so that we might love more deeply as Christ does, and so that everything we do may flow from and find its source and destination in God, who is love. O come, Lord Jesus. People of Zion, behold, the Lord will come to save the nations, and the Lord will make the glory of his voice heard in the joy of your heart. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Hello, everyone. We continue on our Advent journey. We now light the second Advent candle, the Bethlehem candle, symbolising the journey of faith, reminding us of Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem. Lord Jesus, you call us to prepare your way, making the path straight. Lord, have mercy. 
you promise to bring to completion the good work you have begun in us. Christ, have mercy. O wisdom, come to teach us the way of your truth. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray for heavenly wisdom. Almighty and merciful God, may no earthly undertaking hinder those who set out in haste to meet your Son. But may our learning of heavenly wisdom gain us admittance to his company, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Baruch. Take off the garment of your sorrow and affliction, O Jerusalem, and put on forever the beauty of the glory from God. Put on the robe of the righteousness that comes from God. Put on your head the diadem of the glory of the everlasting. For God will show your splendour everywhere under heaven. For God will give you evermore the name, Righteous Peace, Godly Glory. Arise, O Jerusalem, stand upon the height, look toward the east, and see your children gathered from west and east at the word of the Holy One, rejoicing that God has remembered them, for they went out from you on foot, led away by their enemies, but God will bring them back to you, carried in glory as on a royal throne. For God has ordered that every high mountain and the everlasting hills be made low, and the valleys filled up to make level ground, so that Israel may walk safely in the glory of God. The woods and every fragrant tree have shaded Israel at God's command, for God will lead Israel with joy in the light of his glory, with the mercy and righteousness that come from him. The Word of the Lord The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. When the Lord delivered Zion from bondage, it seemed like a dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, on our lips there were songs. The heathens themselves said, What marvels the Lord worked for them, what marvels the Lord worked for us. Indeed we were glad. Deliver us, O Lord, from our bondage, as streams in dry land. Those who were sowing in tears will sing when they reap. They go out, they go out full of tears, carrying seed for the sowing. They come back, 
they come back full of song, carrying their sheaves. The Lord has done great things for us, we are filled with joy. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. For God is my witness how I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with the knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is best, so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. All people shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip ruler of the region of Ituria and Trachonitis, and Lysanias ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord It's said that most of our adult fears come from some trauma or crisis in our early lives. People's fear of heights or reptiles, of needles or thunder, all usually stem from some unpleasant childhood experience. Now, although I'm not sure what event triggered my phobia, 
Undoubtedly one of my great fears is being lost, in a desert no less. No particular one, just some hot arid environment. No water, no signposts, no hope. I could not live like John the Baptist, who seemed to embrace the uncertainty, the loneliness, and that heat. What that could be, he was trying to teach us. How to find God where we least expect God to be? Perhaps what I really fear is living so close to the edge of life and death. No excess, no luxury, and no choices. Now think of all the people who have had a desert experience. Obviously, the Bible is full of desert people, mainly because there was no other choice. There was Moses, Moses the outlaw, the wanderer, the refugee. The Israelites after him, disobedient and hard-hearted, wandered in the desert for 40 years to learn submission to the will of God. David fled for his life from his own seditious son, Absalom, hiding in the desert. And when Jesus began his mission, Luke tells us the Spirit led him into the desert. When Saul experienced conversion on the road to Damascus, he then spent three years in the Arabian desert. And of course, John the Baptist almost lives totally his life in the desert. Hundreds and thousands of hermits, anchorites and monks have found wisdom and holiness in the desert. Why? The desert is such a basic unforgiving place. There is no illusion in the desert. Just total, vast, harsh emptiness. You live in total dependency from hand to mouth, from day to day. No distractions, no TV, no microwaves, no cars. Everything becomes focused on the bare facts of existence, of yourself and God. It was this experience of utter desolation and dependency where Moses discovered God. As did Jesus and a whole army of holy people who lived life on that edge, where grace and humanity meet. Now, the metaphorical desert of the scriptures for us can mean three things. Firstly, learning to live with less. All the things that the advertisers convince us that we need to be fulfilled human beings are lies, and we know it deep down. Mostly they clutter the spirit, and less of things frees it. Advent is the time to learn to do with less so that we might become more. Getting down more to the bare challenge of existence deepens our dependence on God. We have a better chance of meeting God when we have fewer distractions. The desert can also mean solitude. And by that I mean prayer, stepping out of the fast lane and dedicating 10, 15, 30 minutes of prayerful solitude to listen to the Word of God. Paradoxically, the desert can also mean company. It reveals that we too need to be connected with others to network the Christian life by spiritual direction or prayer groups or regular meetings to reflect on the meaning of the gospel in our life. And where are these deserts to be found in this urban landscape? It does need some planning, but it's possible in your own home if you're disciplined enough to remove ourselves from the noise and the clutter, or we could even go to a park or just a silent walk in our neighbourhood. Of course, those of us lucky enough to live near a beach or a mountain have some of the basic requirements. But the really lucky ones are those who live in the country with open fields away from the noises of people and traffic. Whatever space you find, try to free your minds from things that are not of God, and there's nothing to fear there. As Paul suggests, this is an excellent time to improve your knowledge, deepen your perception, 
become pure and blameless and prepare for the day of Christ, which is the great message of Advent. So do it now. Now is the acceptable time. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Brothers and sisters, let us pray with one voice for all our needs. That the Church may be a voice of justice and integrity for all people. Let us pray to the Lord that all nations may see God's saving power. Let us pray to the Lord that people estranged from one another may have the courage to take the first steps towards reconciliation and healing. Let us pray to the Lord that all gathered here may seek the Lord's mercy. Let us pray to the Lord that the dead may see God face to face, especially those for whom we now pray. Let us pray to the Lord. Saving God, listen to our prayers. May the way of the Lord be prepared in our hearts. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. 
it will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Be pleased, O Lord, with our humble prayers and offerings, and since we have no merits to plead our cause, come, we pray, to our rescue with the protection of your mercy. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For he assumed at his first coming the lowliness of human flesh, and so fulfilled the design you formed long ago, and opened for us the way to eternal salvation. That when he comes again in glory and majesty, and all is at last made manifest, we who watch for that day may inherit the great promise in which now we dare to hope. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. 
Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. And all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours, for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, 
but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. Jerusalem, arise and stand upon the heights and behold the joy which comes to you from God. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time 
may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Replenished by the food of spiritual nourishment, we humbly beseech you, O Lord, that through our partaking in this mystery, you may teach us to judge wisely the things of earth and to hold firm to the things of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for this time of prayer and reflection. I hope in this time of Advent waiting that you have a blessed week. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May the almighty and merciful God, by whose grace you have placed your faith in the first coming of his only begotten Son, and yearn for his coming again, sanctify you by the radiance of Christ's advent, and enrich you with his blessing. Amen. As you run the race of this present life, may he make you firm in faith, joyful in hope, and active in charity. Amen so that rejoicing now with devotion at the Redeemer's coming in the flesh, you may be endowed with the rich reward of eternal life when he comes again in majesty. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Advent Hymn, O Come Lord, in memory of Paolo Mario Paul Giacomantonio, 1968-2020, by Paul W. Kelly, based on Ancient Church O Antiphons of Advent, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.